what's up what's up what's up this dr d with the boom factor what's going on family well we is on day 30 of shut your mouth 30 day challenge tamming your tongue challenge that's right day 30 we're gonna wrap this thing up they also have some of the exercises so i'm probably gonna do that separately so you guys can really really go over really rephrase on um well review or revamp what we have been discussing about our tongue and day 30 is the silent tongue oh my gosh well all of us need help with this here because how many times you just want to have to say something like something always going on you have to say something the bible tells us in ecclesiastes 3 1 and 7 there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven a time to be silent and a time to speak this is so crucial, you guys, especially in this time of days. You know, you never know what's going on, uh, who's watching you, who's listening to you. And overall, you know, we just got to be, I really learned, if it's not going to um, increase me, add to me, or multiply me, I'm not just going to jump in the conversation anymore. I'm not just going to feel like I have to just say something. I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to listen. I'm going to have a listening ear and have a silent tongue. And so uh, she's sharing about this husband and his wife. And she was saying that she heard about a story about this husband and wife who were uh, fussing and giving each other the silent treatment. And one night he realized he needed her to wake him up at a certain hour, right, to catch a flight. Not one to humble himself and be the first to break the silence, he left her a note to wake him up at 5 a.m. The next morning, he awakened to find out that he had overslept by a couple of hours and had missed his flight. As he leaped out of the bed to go and angrily confront her, he noticed a piece of paper on his nightstand. The note read, it's 5 a.m., wake up. (laughs) Not all silence is golden. I have devoted the previous chapters to encourage you to abstain from various negative use of the tongue. By now you may have concluded you will never be able to say more than a few words for the rest of your life if you are really um, truly want to tame your unruly member that sits in the middle of your mouth to guide your destiny. If you have decided a vow of silence is your only hope is your only hope to conquer this challenge, please read on. She's talking about, um, I like that little story. I think I heard that before. Wake me up. And so since they wasn't talking, she wrote it on a note. Wake up, it's 5 o'clock. You're still communicating. That's just crazy, y'all. But hey, it is what it is, right? So, okay, that's finished. Talking is absolutely essential to maintaining effective relationships. As a child, your parents or teachers may have drilled into you the proverb that silence is golden. The truth is that this is a half-quoted proverb. The complete saying is, speech is silver, silence is golden. While keeping one's mouth shut is a great virtue, effective communication is to a relationship what oxygen is to the body. To say speech is silver implies that speaking has significant value. Silver once was a primary medium of exchange, just as currency is today. It was used to trade one value for another. 
When we talk, it should be an exchange of valuable information. All the previous chapters of this book have highlighted various types of negative communications that provided no value. Let's now focus on those instances in which silence has no value. Silence is not golden. When one uses it as a passive, relatorial means of expressing his anger or her anger or displeasure with a situation, in fact, such silence... I gotta change the page, y'all. Such silence is a direct violation of the Lord's command to confront those who offend us. You see what I'm saying? It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou shalt gain thy brother. Out of Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. This is so true, you guys. I hear a lot of people always want to come and tell me, oh, you got to make sure you communicate. You got to make sure you live peaceful. We got to stay in unity. We got to do this here. You got to make sure that you straight with this brother or this sister. And lo and behold, all out of the blue, they start communicating with me. I try to call and find out what's going on. I haven't heard from you today. We got to finish this project. You didn't give me this information. And then after so many times I contact them, then they'll respond back in a negative way. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need you to tell me what I need to do. You know, it just arrogant and negative and don't call me. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay, so we're supposed to be doing business together. So how am I supposed to communicate with you? You know, I'm like, duh, and I'm not going to communicate with you on no Facebook unless you're promoting your ad or something. Come on, y'all. You see what I'm talking about? That's a violation. So she is encouraging us that don't use the silent treatment to try to retaliate on someone else because even with that, you are going against the principles of God. And a lot of us, we take the grace of God for granted. All right, we take the grace of God for granted. And we just brush stuff underneath the carpet, like, okay, it don't matter. I'm going on my life. I'm this. I'm this big, you know, chief. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You know, I'm so and so. I am this high-profile person. You know, and I have my degrees, and I have this, and I have that. Okay, yeah, all right, okay. But what does God say? God say if you even think your brother has a fault, or you offended your brother, you gotta go to him, or go to her, right? Now, if you continue to reading down in that in that chapter, it's going to tell you how your prayers will be hindered. If you have any unforgiveness or any blockage, men that don't communicate with their wives, God will not hear your prayers. Come on now. You know, so it's like a lot of individuals want to take the word of God and throw it out there and make it seem like, oh, I'm carrying the word. I'm, I'm a preacher of the word. You know, I'm an evangelist of the word. But are you living the word? Are you properly communicating with whoever the individual is that's in your circle? Jesus is recommending pretty assertive behavior and commanding us to take the initiative to address offenses and trespasses towards one another. Trespassing is an unauthorized crossing of a boundary. Many times we may feel we have been trespassed around, but rather than discussing the issue with a offender with the offender, we resort to pouting and the silent treatment. 
Women are especially prone to keep silent as most have been socialized to think it is unladylike to be so direct as to say, I was offended by your action. Oh, guess what? People who know me, I'm going to confront you. I'm like, I'm going to let you know. Why you why you say that? Or you made a statement that was kind of concerned because it was, I felt you was like trying to tell me something on a slick. You know, I'm going to confront you. And what will happen is other person say, no, 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 that's not it. That's not true. However, however, I already know something is going down, right? So eventually, it fades out. Unfortunately, this lack of communication leaves many offended, totally unaware that the behavior was a negative effect on the person and that that person really didn't have the love of God in their heart to care about the individual to deal with the matter. We cannot let our fear of alienation and rejection cause us to allow slander and a character assassination when we are well aware of facts to the contrary. Oh, this is one that really gets me. People be knowing what they be doing. They know what they have said. They have demonstrated their action. And then when you come to them to try to find out what's going on, you you say this, you say that, but this didn't happen. And then guess what? They get a, they get all bullified. I call it bullified. You know, to try to put a defense up to shut you down. I'm like, <laughs> that dog ain't gonna hunt this way. You ain't gonna roll this way with me. I, I, I'm sorry, right? It is. See, so mm, it's really, really delicate. Silence is not golden when it results in us making an undesirable decision by default. After all, silence can indicate consent. Prayer was taken out of the public school in the United States of America because the majority of the individuals kept quiet and did not protest. In the book of Numbers, Moses re- reiterated that silence is indeed consent. He gave instructions on how to deal with single women who made vows. When a young woman, still living in her father's house, makes a vow to the Lord or obligates herself by a pledge, and her father hears about her vow, a pledge but says nothing to her, then all her vows and every pledge by which she obligated herself will stand, right? But if the father forbids her when he hears about it, none of her vows or the pledges by which she obligated herself will stand. The law will release her because her father has forbid her. Whoa, see what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. He went on to instruct in a in a verses below between ten and five. Let me see. Let me see if they have the chapter. Yeah, it's found in Numbers chapter thirty, verse three to five, and then further down you can read from verses ten and fifteen that shows the same rules that apply to married women. Her vows must also stand with her husband. If her husband failed to put protest in a manner that he did not agree with her to make that vow then she can be released if he do not say anything then she is obligated to honor that vow and see that goes back to the hasty tongue we quick to want to jump in do stuff and vow and say i'm gonna do this and do that and then when you think about it say, oh lord i'm not able to do that so i'm not able to do that you know and the japanese proverb states that solid worms dig holes in the walls 
To keep silent when one should be speaking is a sure way to dig holes in your relationship. Whoa. Today's affirmation is, I will not keep silent when I should be speaking. Know what time, know what day, know when you're supposed to say something. Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that there's a time for everything. It's a season for every activity underneath the sun. They're under heaven. A time to be silent and a time to be speak. Take this opportunity, you guys, and realize. Observe your surroundings. Know your venues. Know your audience. Know when you should speak and when you're not speak. Like right now, I'm in a place where I don't know nobody in this room. Okay, I really couldn't get nobody to come with me. Everybody has something to do, as always. So, as Dr. D always do, hey, I'm a lone ranger, bro. I'm not letting nothing hold me back. I'm gone. I'm in a safe zone. I'm already gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, with that said, but I know how to socialize. And in the midst of me socializing, I will be attentive. I will have my ears open and my eyes open. And I'm going to know when to speak and when not to speak. Amen? And that's just how it is. You have to know your different areas. You know what I'm saying? It's all part of maturity. Tame our tongue. Now she also have um she have a a little conclusion here. And I think I'm gonna read the conclusion. Well, I might read it. Let's see. They have the power of words off the unknown. A careless word may kindle strife. A cruel world may wreck a life. A bitter word may hate and steal. A brutal word may smite and kill. A gracious word may smooth the way. A joyous word may light the day. A timely word may lessen stress. A loving word may heal and bless. Unknown author, the power of words. Use your words wisely. This tongue that's in the middle of, that's in our mouth. Remember we was talking about, um, we was talking about why God created the tongue. The tongue is a muscle. The tongue has, uh, is part of the five senses. We can taste with our tongue. We can taste something good, bad, sour, sad, you know what I'm saying? All these different functions that God created for our tongue. And our tongue helps us to digest our food so if it takes all the mechanism and the dynamics to come together to um to you know produce with the tongue well the tongue creates words it helps us articulate our sentences right and so if, if we don't know how to properly use our tongue use our words all right we can either build and edify somebody or we can tear them down with the very words that come out of our mouths so i want you guys to be encouraged with that um later on um i'm gonna go and i'm gonna read the conclusion because she was saying how after finished reading this book it, it probably did not take 30 days to do so um some may take a little longer but the reading was just one step of a maturity in your in your life now you are ready and the challenge is now you got to spend the next several weeks, several months, or even years to remember what purpose your tongue is. Will it edify? Will it build? Will it encourage? It's up to you to make a decision. 
you may have to spend several days to just go back and revamp. That's why I tell you guys, go and buy the book. All right, the most important thing is the lion tongue. You know, no time, the cursing tongue. Um, what, what tongue? Go back and look at and and review the the recordings. Okay, go get the book. Which tongue that you really have? I know I had to deal. I have to deal with the tactful tongue. I got to deal with the hasty tongue, um, the lion tongue. Why? Because like she was saying, when you don't tell the whole truth, you still lie. Hello, Selah, you know, and that's how the enemy, the devil gets us with the word. We twist the word. And when you twist the word, you manipulate the word. All right. Um, remember, we had that, the manipulating tongue, the sabotaging tongue, things like that. Just remember, uh, just remember those uh, areas. Now, also, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to go, I'm going to read these scriptures over, but we're going to do this probably tomorrow. And we're going to wrap this up. We, I'll do my own little conclusion. But that's it. Day 30. Shut your mouth. 30-day challenge. We just finished the 30-day challenge. Woohoo! This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. And I just pray that this was a blessing to you. I will go ahead and do a recap on this here and do the conclusion. And we're going to get ready, y'all, um, for a new challenge next month. And it's going to be powerful. All right? Peace, love y'all, pray y'all had a blessed day today, okay?